The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What is up, Colts Army? These are, well, this is Colts fans in Bills land. My name is Matt Johnson, alongside with me every single week for uh, Colts talk from uh, the, the world of the Buffalo Bills, my good friend Brandon Rogers. Brandon, how are you? Uh, I was feeling a lot better before you said that uh, Buffalo Bills part, but, you know, not too bad. <laughs> how are you, man? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Getting used to the, the swing of things. Just got a... Uh, just got a new job, so I'm very, very tired and achy, and um, oh. yeah, no more government cheese for me, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> pardon me, but tired yeah, achy kind of sound like Mahomes right now. Ooh, shots fired, shots fired, <laughs> or I mean, achy like our potential future quarterback one, soon to be quarterback one. There's a lot of different, there's a lot of different directions we can go with that quit with that comment, most certainly. But um, yeah. So welcome to our, our our listeners. We thank you so much again for for checking us out and uh, and joining us. Whatever whatever land you come from, whatever NFL land that you come from, we appreciate that you're giving us uh, us diehard Colts fans the time of day and um, our what we call this I mean, mountain to bitch about <laughs> yeah, i i felt bad after putting out last week's episode my like, gosh dang it i was a i was a bitter crybaby yesterday totally in the in the in the buffalo aura totally in the buffalo aura uh you know watching the super bowl this past weekend also i'm just like we had it like the the the, the path to this was it was like perfect you know, it was perfectly yep. written, the perfect, perfect storyline, so to speak, the perfect route um, to at least being, you know, making it to the Super Bowl. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, very. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Uh, very, very frustrating. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the story was like right there, right? Seven seed. You come in, you go and beat uh, um, you, you go and as this, the, the first AFC seven seed, you kind of come in. You go and beat the hottest team in in the AFC. Then you go and beat uh, the defending Super Bowl champions who didn't really play all that great in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs, aside from smacking around uh, the Buffalo Bills. And then uh, whatever you beat, you beat on Cleveland or Baltimore or something like that. And everything is happy, hunky dory. We move on, but that was just not the case. I yesterday was the very first Super Bowl that I ever fell asleep. Excuse me, ever fell asleep watching. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I actually, I think I fell asleep two years ago with that uh that Rams Patriots one was a big snooze fest. Oh, but I was on my honeymoon. Man. I wasn't allowed to sleep for that one. But hey oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but but uh you know watching yesterday, thinking man, the Colts could have played a better game than both those two teams played. And, I mean, you know, the Bucks played well. The defense looked great. Uh, I was super impressed by their offense besides the Browns, you know, really bailing them out a lot in that first half. Um, <laughs> man, it really just goes to show like with this, when, when this cold team finally comes all together, I'm, I'm excited. I think we can go on a tear, but you know, we're not in our window yet, according to handsome Chris Ballard. So yeah, who knows? I was very surprised about those comments. And then, and then I did watch the Super Bowl and kind of think, uh, and kind of think about what you know what that what that meant. You know, watching that game yesterday, there was depth issues for 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 the Chiefs, right? The, the offensive line was missing. Patrick Mahomes did not look like Patrick Mahomes because of the other stuff, right? 
in no way, shape, or form do I blame Patrick Mahomes for yesterday's loss. And here, uh, you know, we're all clamoring. We're like, oh, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. But um, at the same time, it's like, no, we, we do have a lot more than one person playing on that field. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, a lack of a proper offensive line, you know, a healthy offensive line. They know they had some injuries and stuff that, that definitely affected that. But, um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, we should maybe get the other stuff. And, and make sure that's that's perfect beforehand. But uh, I was originally I was a little bothered by the the Super Bowl window comments. I mean, of course, they you know I'm thankful that Chris Ballard is open is as open and you know open and transparent as he is. But at the same time, I felt like we've been in our Super Bowl window, and I feel like oh this this oh next year, oh next year, oh next year kind of thing. It's like. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. It, it was a little confusing and, you know, it, it hurt honestly th- that mm-hmm. I felt like we're always just, just looking ahead and not living in the moment. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a strange comment to hear, but I mean, honestly, very honest and open from, from Ballard. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Lux last year, we're a game away from the AFC conference game, our championship game. Uh, uh, and then of course, Luck retires. We, we have a setback year. Okay, great. We we go out, we get the veteran QB. You know, we we I mean, we go eleven and five. Like that's a hell of a record. You know, yeah. we were the seventh seed with an eleven and five record. That's insane. That's how stacked the AFC was this year. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we still had playoff aspirations. We thought we could have gone deep in the playoffs with Bill Rivers, and uh, you know, I think we're a couple of plays away from doing that. So you know, Bill retires again. So another setback here. But I still think that you know we are in our window. It's just that. We've had this position that keeps on kind of just flopping in the wind. And is he saying that we're not in our window because we don't have that position solidified? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I feel like we've got a hell of a team and it's just that one key piece that, that we're missing. So who knows? Well, that, and, you know, probably an edge rusher right now, because man, looking at the way Shaq Barrett was going all over the place. Yeah. Back up the Brinks truck for that man, you know, give him whatever (laughs) he wants, please. No, seriously. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, that's kind of just put some – you're, you're 100% just not wrong about backing up the brakes <laughs> truck for that man. But uh, but seriously, I mean, I mean, I guess that's why he's a general manager in the NFL and we're, you know, we're armchair analysts about this sort of thing. But, you know, it, it – yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, we, we – what's going on with this piece? Why can't we figure out this piece? Why aren't we doing it? And he's very content, it seems. Uh, him and the rest of the organization is just very, very content in taking their time to find our, our find our quarterback. There, um, you know, there's there's been no rush. Of course, there's, there's been plenty of rumors this up uh, this past week about uh, we Colts Nation survived a a huge like Andrew Luck potential returning rumor. Um, Jimmy from the Colts, that's going to happen, man. You Come said, on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I <laughs> don't – that I was excited. I was hopeful for that one. I was very hopeful, but I was like, there's something. Something's not right about this. But, you know, he, he's just he's, – he's, I feel like Chris Ballard is okay at the end of the season. We just talked about this before we went on air. Um, with a non-veteran quarterback, despite what some of the things that have been talked about this offseason by Jim Irsay and Frank Reich and Chris Ballard himself. Uh, I think he's very okay with, with, with heading in the season and not giving up, you know, anything for what's potentially left on the, on the, on the quarterback market, as far as trade goes. Honestly, uh, he said, you know, he had a quote where these guys are free agents or free agents or available for trade are available for a reason. You know, Um, they're, they're not, they're not solidified starters because their team wants to get rid of them for a reason and i think maybe looking at our cap situation and seeing you know what a veteran quarterback would cost versus the kind of fringes that we have coming up maybe it's turned to dawn i'm like hey we could probably roll with a rookie have frank coach him on up and have him on the cheap for five years and really kind of extend that super bowl window instead of bringing another guy in here to, to eat up you know he, he said you know quarterbacks are now 30 million minimum Middle, we're going to yeah. spend a year, you know, and seeing and let I can get a rookie cheaper for longer and, and still kind of extend that window. And as long as we've got the right guy, coach him on up the right kind of weapons around him. I mean, why not? 
you know, I, I always made an analogy. You don't want to give the, uh, the keys to a, a Lambo to a, a new licensed driver, but man, I'm looking at what we've got out there and Wentz is going to be expensive and you're going to have to give up a ton of uh, draft capital to get him. Uh, Carr looks like he's off the market now. So unless you want to, you know, try and give it to a James Winston, a, uh, a Marcus Mariota, a Jacoby Brissett, like we might have to get that kid with this permit and say, Hey, hey guy, uh, I don't know what you got kid. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, that's an important point. But what, you know, what worries me? I mean, to be honest, after the Matthew Stafford, you know, trade went down, I would I, w- I was like, uh, there's nobody that I'm really like clamoring for at the moment. I mean, obviously, we all know that we want Deshaun, like Deshaun Watson would be fantastic, but that's not gonna happen. Uh, but like everybody else that they're saying is available for trade is just like, you know, are 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 these gonna be the pieces that really helps us put us over? Uh, you know, Derek Carr was on, I think my top on our top five suggestion, you know, possible QB ones. And, you know, and obviously that's off the list, Matt Ryan off the list, Dak Prescott off the list because they're, ah. they're I know, I know <laughs> our lists are looking real bad at the moment, real bad, oh, but de- you know, Dex, they're going to do a franchise tag with him. And, you know, it, it's, it concerns me how much, because I mean, obviously we think that oh, it's the Colts, you know, people just people get them a good deal, but people are legit like these general managers across the National Football League. They're they're trying to overcharge for these uh, for some of these pieces, like um, Carson, you know, Carson Wentz here, Philadelphia is asking for two first rounders, and that's no hell no, <laughs> absolutely not. You're looking for a Matthew Stafford type deal on a guy who, you know, you obviously don't believe in him anymore. Something's obviously very wrong culturally, you know, for him, psychologically for him. Uh, nobody's going to pay that. Well, there's probably one team that I, I think would be desperate enough to pay that. And uh, that, that's kind of where I'm hoping that Carson Wentz goes. What I mean is Chicago. But, um, but yeah, it, it's. The thing that concerns me, though, is is seeing these established veteran quarterbacks, right? Uh, you know, and teams are asking for it. And Chris Bauer is obviously not willing to give up, you know, the future for these people, for these guys. How is Chris Bauer going to be able to pull off a trade into the upper rounds to get a quarterback that is that is, you know, worth our time um, that, that, that fits schematically? I mean, I, of course, people can fall, but. I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams going to grab young quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. Yeah. You know, um, you can't force this position because you're tied to that player and there's a bust. I I mean, Chris Ballard might be showing the door. I doubt it because Ursa is extremely patient and Ballard's had a great, you know, track record so far, but I mean, you're tying your franchise to this guy. If you trade up for, for one of those young um, quarterbacks and, you know, besides, uh, you know, we, we all know Trevor Lawrence is going to have a phenomenal career, you know, but, well, he's playing Jacksonville, so probably not. But <laughs> if he were going anywhere else, he'd have a phenomenal career, <laughs> you know, lock that on in. And he's going to be a great pro. He will be a fantastic pro and a horrible team, thankfully. Um, but besides that, you know, it's kind of up in the air. Justin Fields looks like he can be a, a great player, but it's not certain. I've been watching a ton of film on Zach Wilson and man, that guy's arm is sick. He, he makes these throws and he makes it look so easy. And if there's any chance that we can get up high enough to get him, I would be ecstatic because yeah. he, he looks phenomenal. But then again, you know, he, he's a rookie. Uh, he played against very weak competition. Who knows if his game will be able to translate as well in the NFL. Uh, Trey Lance the same way. Like I, I have him down a peg from from Fields and uh, Lawrence, or Fields, Lawrence, and Wilson. I, I just don't think his arm has, has had stiff enough competition. Like he's a great runner, but you can't run away from everybody in the NFL like you can no. in the uh, in college. So like, do you trade up for one of these guys? You know, it's going to be stiff competition because everyone else is going to be wanting to trade up too. But then, do you waste that kind of draft capital instead of you know trading up? Uh, instead on a guy like Carson Wentz, who, you know, might be broken and is going to be owed a lot of money. Maybe Reich can't fix him. So, you know, which gamble do you want to take? Or do you turn to a Jacoby Brissett and say, hey, 
you were our bridge for one year before. Can you do it again and try to groom maybe Eason or look what might be down the pipeline? Dak might be a free agent next year if he gets franchised this year or tagged again this year. Who knows? Possibly, um, yeah. Do you try and go for Darnold, who, who statistically, he's never had a strong year in the NFL. I mean, you can blame that on Gase. You can blame that on uh, his lack of supporting cast. Or maybe Darnold's just not as good as people thought he would be. You know, he's only 23, so he's still super young. But there's so many risks. And, man, I'm just glad that I'm not Chris Ballard because either way, it, it's not going to be easy if he fails. We have so many people coming out the woodwork saying, oh, he should have done this, he should have done this. And he's so conservative that sometimes it might be detrimental to him. But if you're aggressive in this kind of situation, you could screw the franchise for the next five years. And I just, I don't know how it's going to go. And that's scary as hell to me as a, as a Colts fan. Yeah. I, that, that, that's my biggest, biggest concern. And, you know, we, we, we like to use the slogan here, trust in Chris Ballard, uh, you know, no matter what, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the, the young rookie people, like I said, people aren't just going to go out of the way to, to help out the Colts, right? They're going to have to give up a lot if they're going to, if they want to touch any of these quarterbacks, um, veteran or, or, or rookie at that. And, and, and yeah, like what if, what if one of these, one of these, these guys comes out and, and, and you trade up for him, he just, he doesn't pan out. There's, there's, there, there's no lock in it. Like there's no lock at all. There, there's, there's no guarantees. You know, the last year's trade for DeForest Buckner, I thought was great because we all knew what the kind of the player that DeForest Buckner was. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of don't, I'm, I'm okay in the, in the camp of trading a first round pick for a, for a vet player, but I just don't think that any of them are, are, are worthwhile at the moment. You know, the, I, I have this weird feeling in my gut and we talked about it that, that, you know, the Colts think that they can fix Carson Wentz, but you saying that that it's acknowledging that he's broken, you know that, that there's there's a huge acknowledgement that he's broken, and what what if he can't? What if you're not the quarterback whisperer? Um, it can get people. You know, I, I look at, you know, what like Jacoby, like Frank Reich, quarterback guru, right? Quarterback guru. He's 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 had you know Nick Sirianni, quarterback guru, and we we haven't really gotten the best out of Jacoby. We never got the best out of Jacoby Brissett. I don't think enough to put this team where we wanted it to be. And yeah, I'm just, I'm concerned. Like it's just weird. You know, we're, we've been so fortunate, you know, as Colts, we've been fortunate yet unfortunate, you know, as Colts fans that they have that quarterback position as a lock, but you know, everything else has always been uncertain, but now uh, it's, it's the complete flip side. It's the complete flip side. And we don't know. We don't know. So is it karma coming back onto us after, you know, having Manning and Luck and only getting one Super Bowl? Now, hey, go win some Super Bowls without a quarterback, guys. Good luck. You know, like, it's just, it stinks it because like you it. see, well, for all these years, you know, the Bills never had a quarterback. And I used to make fun of them so much for it. I would just, ah. <laughs> and now it's karma coming back down to me. Like, yeah, that's what you get, Brandon, you know, being a football, you know, D-bag. it certainly feels that way i'm i'm kind of leaning that route um that's why i was really hoping for all those andrew luck rumors to kind of pan out i i was i was really hoping that was the um that was the thing that was that was going to be you know that was going to save our franchise and then they were just rumors (laughs) you know i and with jim ursay having that uh you know that kind of a little mini press conference there and saying look He's more tired now than he was two years ago. I think that finally hammered it home for myself because I've been the, like the biggest cheerleader for Andrew Luck coming back, especially this year. I wanted him just to come marching through those doors and say, hey, I'm taking this franchise to the Super Bowl. Because he could, honestly. If he were to change his mind and say, hey, I, I'm going to play this year, I would I, I'd make a bet right now, 100 bucks, Colts going to the Super Bowl. That's how strong. He was one of the top football players when he retired. Yeah, uh, on a crappy team, that team has gotten so much better now. I'd have no doubt uh, his, with his talent that we'd we'd be in the Super Bowl, no problem. Uh, now that yeah. you know, or, no, go ahead. No, I I one hundred percent agree. I one hundred percent like I felt bad for Colts fans that that you know kind of you know I, I felt bad because that's how much you know that's how much we want a franchise guy. That's how much we want a good quarterback, 
is that we were willing to believe the these these obviously fake text messages from some Joe Schmo on Twitter, you know, and and it ran with it, right? There was also there's all sorts of stuff, and and we ran with it. We yeah, trended uh, number one on Twitter. Andrew Luck coming back, like what? Ah, uh, it just so heartbreaking, man. And it's just, I I think I'm at peace, and, and I I don't know if I could ever pump the whole hey he's coming back anymore after. You know, Ursay's saying he's more tired now than he was two years ago. I will never push the Andrew Luck is coming back agenda again. You've got it here. I'll never say it ever again. <laughs> no, that was probably the last. That was probably the last chance. And it, yeah, it's it's it, it's definitely it's definitely put to rest. But again, this is the good transparency um, of our of our franchise, of our owner, of our general manager. That we're just like, hey guys, like. Just stop getting excited. You know, it's 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 not happening. It's not happening. Would have been nice. Um, but speaking of legendary quarterbacks, our one of one of our own, and he's it was lovely that he was donning Colts colors and a Colts pin and and wasn't shown in Broncos stuff. But uh, Peyton Manning, first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think anybody would. Uh, I don't think anybody would was naturally surprised about it. Even Peyton Manning didn't seem surprised. He, he just seemed like, oh, yeah, it's about time. Or like, yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah I knew this was coming. Ha, huh, you guys got me. Ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> but it was, that was a cool moment for me, being a Colts fan because of Peyton Manning, uh, to kind of see everything come full circle and see the, you know seeing him get in. Um, I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, it was a really just a really cool, you know, just prideful moment as a, as a Colts fan myself you know with the the kind of year that we had well especially the last couple of weeks that we've had you know the uncertainty about uh, the quarterback position it was really cool to see the highlights of Peyton and like all the touchdown that he's thrown and you know when they were talking about Peyton and it, it kind of made me swell up with pride like yeah you know our quarterback is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time he's my number one of all time right I don't think anyone has ever played the position better than he's played uh, he may not have had the teams that some, you know, people that get called a goat when they're not uh, may have had, but it's just, it, it really brought me back to to those good old glory days when you knew that we were going to go to the playoffs and make a run and really make some noise. So kudos to Peyton, uh, kudos to Edge, who's going to get inducted, you know, next year too. But how cool would it have been to have him, Edge, and Reggie Wayne all inducted at the same time? That they dropped been. the ball with not putting uh, Reggie in. Yeah, I was very, I was upset with Reggie because right, this is his second time trying to get in. Correct? I think this is his yep. second. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing he got outed for Calvin Johnson. I'm not 100 percent sure how the Hall of Fame selection stuff works, but I'm guessing he got ousted for for Calvin Johnson, which I understand Calvin Johnson's like you know legacy on the game, but uh, the longevity is just not there. Like I understood oh. Barry Sanders getting into the Hall of Fame after his short shortened career, I understood that one. Um, but Kelvin Johnson, I, I wasn't super. And, and again, I don't have his stats. I don't know his stats off the top of my head. But um, I was really, I was a little surprised about that one. I, I thought that should have been yeah. Reggie Wayne. Kelvin uh, Johnson, definitely Hall of Famer. Great numbers, great stats. But he only, I think he only played for eight years, nine years. And he shouldn't have been a a first ballot Hall of Famer. I know, you know, he great legacy wide receiver. You know, he he did change the position and he was a freak athlete. But, you know, Marvin Harrison didn't get in uh, first ballot. And I think he's top three in all wide receiving categories. Right. How does Calvin Johnson get get first first ballot? You know, Reggie Wayne, he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. He's got all the numbers to prove it you know he was a great guy off on the field he's a, he has a ring uh he's been at two super bowls you know he's going to get in it's just it stinks that he couldn't get in with peyton so i just hope the uh the hall of fame induction uh, board committee they don't drop the ball and you know let a guy like reggie slip because i would be pissed and i would kick all their butts <laughs> put it out there right now I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I look at like Drew Pearson of the Cowboys. And I mean, how long it took him to get in the Hall of Fame? My God, <laughs> you know, one of the last big pieces of the <laughs> the '70s Dallas Cowboys, and and you know, and he, he finally gets in. And like, I don't, I mean, I don't want to see that for Reggie Wayne. 
He's, you know, no. of of that era, of that 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 Golden Colts era. All right, we write Jeff Saturday's in there. Uh, Dungey's in there, correct? Dungey's got to be in there. Yep. Dungey's, Dungey's in, there. in there. Yep. yep. I didn't didn't know for sure. Marvin Harrison's in there. You know, now Peyton. You know, Edge. Like Reggie Wayne's the last kind of part. I mean, obviously Bill Polian's been in there. Uh, uh, I think Dwight Freeney will probably get inducted when he's uh, eligible. Yeah, yeah. That's another. That's an, I mean, that's another excellent one. But you know, those are those are like that that era. Like it would be a, it would be a tragedy that you know Reggie Wayne didn't get in for for like it, it's oh man, it's crazy to think that we had Mar- two wide receiver ones on the same team, like Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Like it's nuts. It's 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 wild, but but you are right. Oh. You know, it, we definitely. I feel like we definitely took it for granted in hindsight. Uh, those those teams and and the frequent playoff appearances, but you know that was the definitive era for us as for a lot of Colts fans. So we were always clamoring, what what's how? Why can't we get back to the way it was and this and that? That that is the benchmark for for Indianapolis Colts football. You know, and I think we're spoiled. You know, watching the the Bills kind of toil around here and not make the playoffs for you know seventeen years, and you know we're just living it up. You know, going to the conference game or conference championship games all the time, and you know constantly winning you know thirteen plus games a season, and you know just always being a good team. And now, now I don't know what to live, how to live with myself. You know how, how it doesn't make sense. Like we went eleven, we went eleven and five this year, and I still feel disappointed. What the heck? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, man. I know. It's yeah. This is the uh, <laughs> so where we live, and I guess it's uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Hopefully, we can get back to that point sometime. But you know, we'll see. When you get a generational general manager like Chris Ballard, you you hope at least you know there there's there's something that there's something there. There's I mean, I'm at the point like. Let's at least win the AFC South, right? Like that's a step in the right direction. Let's win the AFC South again, and and, and kind of go from there. And yeah, the damn Colts. But uh, I definitely, if they do allow, if they do go through with the ceremony, I think you and I should definitely go. Um, and obviously sure. the, the Canton's four hours away from well, four hours away from where I live, a little bit longer for you, but but not by much. Um, It'll be a party too, man. Like it just. All those because it will be like a Colts Hall of Fame induction. I'm absolutely stoked. Yeah, I I'm all in for it because my biggest regret in being a, a Colts fan is that I never got to see Peyton Manning play play live. Like that's my biggest regret. Never got to see him play live. Um, so like I I know I have to see him get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I have to. Him and Edge just absolutely have to. It's it's a must. I would I was all ready to go this year uh, for Edger and James, but or this past year, but um, but yeah, I, I think it would be uh that would be really really cool. Uh, you know, it's just yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good retrospect on and the good times of Indianapolis Colts. Good old days. <laughs> good old days. The good old days. Um, so that's, I think that's news. I might've, I don't think I overlooked really anything. We got talked about Carson Wentz. We talked about the quarterback thing. Um, Chris Ballard, Jim Mercy, Andrew Luck. This, I think we, uh, I think that's really, uh, did I miss something? Literally about 20 minutes ago, T.Y. came out and said that he's fully 100% focused on free agency. Oh, Mm. yes. Sounding like, let me pull up the exact quote. What do you say, T.Y.? I think that might be it verbatim. Cool. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, a return to Indy has has got to work both ways. Oh. Oh, boy. I don't know. Chris Ballard. Mm-mm-mm. Uh. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because that would have been something that I, I would have regretted overlooking. Um, and I, I completely did not think about it. Yeah, th- that kind of sounds like it's the end of TY in Indianapolis. Like it sounds like they're just trying to lowball them. That's what that's what it, it sounds like to me. Yeah, we're not gonna get into a bidding war. We know his value, we know his worth, and that's what we'll pay him, you know. Yeah. And he's been a great cult. You know, I'm I'm very happy that he was on our team. I'd love to have him back next year, but 
telling you, we've got a lot of pieces to kind of lock on up here, and we need an edge rusher. We need a, a nice uh, cornerback. Uh, so, you know, I, any kind of money we don't throw at TY that we can throw at Xavier Rhodes or, uh, you know, even a Patrick Peterson. Let's see if he still has any juice left in the tank. Yeah, uh, Trent Williams at left tackle. You know, if that's just money that we don't give to TY, I'm okay with it. I'm happy with our wide receiver group. Uh, probably draft a young guy. Um, but I think we've got a great room right now. I'd love the TY for TY to be there, but not if he's going to, you know, try and get more money than he's actually due. Yeah. That's, oh, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. He did put out something like when all the Andrew Luck rumors were, were going on about, you know, how him and, and Luck used to own the city or have the city all fired up and stuff like that. And I was really hoping, but I think it had a, d- a little bit of a deeper meaning. Now, now in hindsight, that that, that error is just another just error is kind of gone. So, um, that Long is un- gone. that that is unfortunate. That was one that you know, uh, we talked about. You know, it, it, we've we've had these discussions. You know, it, it at least off air is is you know, did Andrew Luck make Ty Hilton the the receiver that he was? And you know, Ty has been hot and cold since Andrew Luck has is left. He'll have games where he's not productive, and then he has games where he is very productive. But he was. He, it's been a while since he's been like that de facto wide receiver one, uh, which I was actually okay with, not having that guy who has to get those targets all the time, who's about spreading the ball around, which the Colts have done very well the last couple of years. Um, so now that changes things. That 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 certainly changes things. Uh, that gives me a concern about Pittman's growth. I think Pittman's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, looking at how, like, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, I'm going to look at Pittsburgh the way Juju Smith-Schuster got sprung into. He was a wide receiver, two with Antonio Brown as the one, and he gets sprung into a, a wide receiver one type role, and he's not the, he's not producing the same that he did before. So that worries me. That, uh, that certainly worries me about Pittman's, you know, because uh, he did miss a large chunk of games this year. And is, is I, I don't know. I don't want to theorize the worst. I don't want to theorize the worst, but I think it's important for young wide receivers to kind of not be the guy right out of the gate, at least in, in most cases. There's some rare rare occasions where, you know, like Justin Jefferson is doing well. Like Randy Moss back in the day, like that was understandable. But Pittman, um, I feel like Pittman still has a little bit of learning to do as far as that. And, and I don't know. I wouldn't trust him as a wide receiver one just yet. No, you know, I mean, the game is so different than, than in college, but – you know, luckily he has that pedigree where his dad, you know, uh, I think he won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Ugh. Super Bowl, Tampa Bay. Can't even. Ugh. <laughs> well, you know, back in the good old Tampa Bay days. <laughs> yes. Brad yes. Johnson was recorded back. Mm-hmm. We liked him. Uh, but, you know, so he knows what's expect. Uh, you know, he knows the, uh, the importance about being a pro and going to practice and working hard. So, you know, I, I see him, you know, putting in the work but it would just be nice to have a guy like T.Y. to mold, help mold him and, you know, yeah, be there for him as like a, a mentor. And unless we can bring in like an Allen Robinson, a Chris Godwin, um, you know, any of these wide receivers that are coming out, like Kenny Galladay even, you know, that would be kind of cool. So just to have someone else to be there. So the, the burden's not all on Pittman. Um, and, you know, hopefully a, a nice, healthy Paris Campbell, too, but would be a, a huge uh, addition to the room. Yeah. Um, it's just, again, I would love to have T.Y. back, but I would also love to pay the right price for him and not overspend when we need money to go elsewhere. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think maybe part of me is like just, I don't know. There's There's like a, there's a part of me that, clamors for like these guys that have meant so much to the organization to do stuff, you know, to, to be successful. I think that's, that's part of the, that's part of my issue as a fan um, and trying to be unobjective or trying to be objective, unobjective, I think objective uh, is the correct phrasing, you know, when it comes to, to all this stuff, but like, I mean, how, how could you not want a guy like T Y Hilton? Who's bit, who's uh, quote unquote, seen some shit. <laughs> you're in Indianapolis, you know, not here. Well, in Indianapolis, in a Colts jersey, you know, how could you not want a guy like that to, uh, you know, to 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 win a ring and 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 be part of, you know, 
the the, the yeah, success man, I mean, hope the organization eventually finds. So retiring, um, Hilton gone, you know, a lot retiring. Really, that whole kind of era is is no longer part of our team. You know, I don't think there's one piece on defense that's that's from that you know Grigson era. Uh, I think Hilton Hilton and Doyle are the last kind of holdouts, and you know it it does gonna make you long want them to retire as a Colt because you look back at that uh, at that era, you might not have won a ton of games. Uh, you know, we don't have any championships to show for it, but man, those teams were fun. Yeah, you know, watching Andrew Luck just ball out, Hilton go crazy. And you kind of want them to, to ride off to, into the sunset wearing a horse shield, but Ballard knows what he's doing. And like our motto, and Ballard we trust no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, we got to live with it. I just, the uncertainty kills me. It kills me. Just want to know. season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely maddening. So, um, but I think that is it for the news uh, portion. Obviously, lots of news to talk about. Brandon actually has a little game for us to play. Um, a little bit of a game for us to play. I'm really excited to, um, Brandon, why don't you explain what we're, what we got going on to cap this episode off? Name that Colt. <laughs> I'm going to do a, a quick little, just breakdown, uh, of, you know, a quick little summary of a person, maybe give a little, uh, hint and, uh, we're going to see if Matt knows who that Colt is. Oh, the pressure's on. Oh boy. He's going to give me some obscure ones like, oh, this guy could not find the hole. I, well, I'd be like, oh, Trent Richardson. And... We know it was Phil Rivers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Well played. Well played. But all right. Well, we're going to really test my Colts fandom here. I'm probably going to mess it up. I'm hoping not to, but uh, I am excited for this. I know Brandon put a lot of work into this, so uh, let's give it a whirl. All right, first up, uh, this Colt player was considered the third best Colt wide receiver during the Manning era, most known for making the TD from Manning to break Dan Marino's single-season passing TD record. Also has a phenomenal first name. Third? Oh, Christ. Oh, I feel like such an awful fan right now. Man, you are horrible. Horrible. I'm the worst. This guy should really just like jump off. He also followed Peyton to Denver. That might help you. It's a wide receiver. Yep. Oh, I'm trash. Big slot guy. Big slot guy. Great first name. Fantastic first name. Damn it. Why can't I think of this? <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed. Uh, I'm not allowed to use Google, right? I'm not allowed. Front? No, no Google. No Google. All right. All right. Um, shoot. Yeah, I'm going to feel really stupid when you say it. You tapping out? Tapping out? I think I think I might have to. Oh, man. Brandon Stokely. Oh, that's why he has a cool name. <laughs> that's why he has a cool name. Brandon Stokely. Cool okay. Wow. He's I, one of my favorites, just strictly on the name. I feel re- <laughs> I feel really awful after that one. Okay. All right. Oh man, you didn't get that one. You're probably not gonna get this one either. Uh undrafted free agent defensive tackle. Most known for being a Raven than a Colt. Also paired appeared in four episodes of The Sopranos. <laughs> I'm oh no! <laughs> uh, you're gonna be called out for your fandom. You really put me on the spot here. Oh boy, yeah, man! Oh, defensive tackle. This is probably the hardest question on here. To be honest, give me like a year, like a like a rough year frame. I couldn't even give. I think it was ninety 
eight that we drafted him or not no, actually uh we didn't draft him he was an un, undrafted free agent we picked him up hmm. i suck tony saragusa damn it <laughs> <laughs> let's see oh. oh that's early that's before i was a colts fan <laughs> what year oh he was 90 to 96 ah 96 yeah that's why you you weren't a colts fan though. yeah we'll go with that oh. Oh, soprano. I shouldn't have, yeah 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 i should have known with right. that last name i should have known with that last name should have all right uh idiot kicker Oh, Mike Vanderjack. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that freebie. Make me feel a little bit better about myself. I was just... Softball, baby. Softball. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a lot better about myself right now. All right. All right. Uh, this former former Colt is in the ring of honor, known as Captain Comeback. Now is a college coach who could be known as Captain Khaki. Oh, uh, is it Harbaugh? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait a second. I, I just rewatched the 95 AFC championship game against the Steelers when they almost won. Good game. Oh, really God, good right game. there at the end, the tip pass. Yeah. All righty. Uh, this tight end owns most Colt tight end records known for not wearing gloves and being Peyton security blanket. Uh, Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. All right. All right. Sweet. See? Sweetness. You need to get the rust off a little bit. Yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> all right. Now, these are two people. All right. Oh, sh- oh, Name the two biggest quarterback haters and tandem known as Bring the Heat Boulevard. Oh. I would imagine you got to say Dwight Franey. Yep. Is one of them. It's not Bob Sanders, is it? No, no, no. no. Other end. Other defense. Other end. end. Okay. Dwight Freeney. Oh, Christ. I'm terrible. Come on. I'm the worst fan. You might be. You might be. Are you a real secret Bill fan, actually? Maybe. Uh, don't you say that. Um, oh my god, uh, Robert Mathis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> not gonna let you live that one down. <laughs> oh, this is hard for me, man. Real hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a g- good one. This one gets you right back into the wind column. Okay. Uh, whose butt did Peyton Manning touch the most? Oh, Jeff Saturday. You got it. <laughs> yes, yes. Winning. Totally. Hashtag winning. <laughs> All right. This is a recent Hall of Fame inductee. He hosts an annual gentleman's ballet bash known as a stripper bowl every year after the Super Bowl. Recent Hall of Fame induction. It's got to be, is it Edge? Oh, well, you think that'd be Peyton? <laughs> well, you never know sometimes. Peyton looks like he might do something like that. You never know. Yeah, yes. I enjoy a nice little gentleman's ballet, but yes, sir. Edge, Edger and James. <laughs> All right, this one's funny. Uh, the worst trade in recent Colts memory. I already said his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already I knew that one. I knew that one. That's the e- that's the easiest one. That might have been a bigger softball than the other one. Um, oh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trent Richardson's yeah. terrible. Stupid Trent Richardson. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew right. Luck needs a running game. Let's trade everything for Trent Richardson. Freaking Grigson. Friggin' Grigson. <laughs> this is the silent killer. Did all of his talking on the field and known as the true number one wide receiver in Colts history. Marvin Harrison. Silent killer. Yep. A silent killer. Yeah. Unless, well, I mean, in his retirement, he just threatens people with baseball bats. But 
Um, the <laughs> I mean, didn't he really murder a guy? I thought he murdered a guy. Like that's a that's a thing. I, that I gotta Google it. I'm very curious because let's see, Marvin Harrison. I mean, I don't care if he did. I'm not gonna, you know. Uh, hey, you know, to each his own. He, the guy definitely deserved it. Marvin Harrison, man. You know. Yeah, you pissed he him get away off. with murder. Uh, potentially. Potentially. Allegedly. <laughs> Alleg- yes. Um. Oh my God, there. This is dark. I'm not. I'm not even gonna touch it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Whoa. pretend like everything is all hunky dory. <laughs> happened. I'm not gonna. I'm not even going in that rabbit hole. Not Whoa. touching it. All right. <laughs> not touching it. All right. Uh, this player had the most touchdowns on the team in 2018. In the case of the dropsies, anytime someone not named Andrew Luck would throw him the ball. <laughs> uh, Eric Ebron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Colts Twitter favorite right there, Eric Ebron. Yeah, yeah. Oh, people love to antagonize him. Love to antagonize him. I can't believe I bought his jersey. He, he's another victim of my jersey curse, right? Bought his jersey. All your fault. Turned into, he just turned into to trash. Turned into oh, trash. God. That's the only man that Chris Ballard has ever publicly shamed and basically in a, in, like, not even like outright shame him, but he's like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah. we're not bringing back. We're definitely not bringing back Eric Ebron. We're other guys, him. Yeah. Where other guys are like, yeah, well, we're going to see what we could do. You know, Marlon Mack, T.Y. He'd we'll make a great coach do. one day. Oh, yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Really <laughs> like, yeah. No, nah, Eric Ebron could hit rocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, oh, that was that was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh name this Colt. The one person you should never trust to be in charge of your fish tank, nevertheless, your football team. Gregson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got one last one. <clears throat> this QB was considered the worst passer his rookie year. He completed 52% of his passes through 10 touchdowns versus 12 interceptions, could not hit a screen pass, was considered a bust, and was going to play a running back. He had one miraculous year and will come crashing to earth hard in 2021. Oh, oh, my bad. Uh, that's a name this bill. That's Josh Allen. So, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Bless your bless your heart. Bless your heart. That was the perfect way to close that off. Well, I loved that one. Loved it. I'm glad uh that I didn't sound I wasn't as bad. So what did I only miss like one, two? Two. 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 The, it was the early ones, too. It was the early yeah, ones. You too. know, the the Saragusa one. I get. Yeah, it, it, it was on the cool. t- he was on the tip of my tongue. I completely forgot it. About him, Brandon Stokely. You should have had I mean, Stokely. I, I feel bad. I, I feel a little teensy mincy bad about. But nice work. Nice hey, work. Anytime. Nice anytime. job, dude. Nice job. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much a wrap on this week's episode. Everybody, we don't have really much to add. Uh, you know, as we go through this off season, we're gonna be you know just taking what we can get and, and just having fun with it. Who knows what we're gonna come up with. Uh, we're always going to talk about Colts news, what's what's hot, and then give you something to kind of, you know, something just fun uh, to show off who we are as as Colts fans and, uh, you know, just, just whatever. That, yep. Bills, yes, that especially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that especially. But you just give you some, you know, just a reason. Cause we, I listen, we listen to a lot of, Col- you know, podcasts. I, I like to – my big thing is we know that we're not – certain other individuals who have nose in everything right we're not trying to be the know-it-alls we're just trying to be those those like that fun alternative Colts podcast that uh maybe you do learn something maybe you don't but you know you, you appreciate what we bring to the table so um, we do thank you all for your for your endless support and uh and again we had a really great first month and I did just I'm still like enamored I can't I already can't wait to see what our numbers are in in month two but uh, that is a wrap, everybody. In closing, you know, Brandon, I, I like you closing out episodes better. Oh, I like, yeah. I, li- I, th- I think I like that better. You always say something very splash worthy. Um, that's it's like hot. It's like getting hit by a, like 
hitting somebody <laughs> with a truck or something. Um, what do you got for us? So take us home. Take us home. Well, brothers and sisters and Colts Nation, let's take a long look in the mirror, okay? Hand over your heart. Look in the mirror. Look, we, we had Manning. We had Tolzien. We had Luck. We had Brissette. We have Rivers. Thankfully, we will not have Carson Wentz. It's not happening. On my watch, it won't happen. <laughs> Two ones, no, uh, 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 not happening. And if for some reason you open up this podcast early in the morning, right after hitting play, you get that Bleacher Report alert Carson Wentz traded to the Colts. You can find me on top of the nearest bridge, and I may or may not jump off. <laughs> so please. There's a nice one in, the, in downtown out. Rochester area, too. Very nice one in downtown. It's like overlooking the city. You get the water's really nice around it. It looks really cool at night. Um, I'll take a selfie before I plunge myself off in, into the Genesee. Don't because... do that. I'll have to do these episodes by myself. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, better than me having to talk about Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Fair point. Fair point. Guys, it's not happening. Okay. I just need everyone to, to put it out there in the universe. It's not happening. It's like, and if it does, it'll work out. For some reason, we'll end up trading him uh, for like a first to Chicago because they're dumb. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. That's information. Go Colts, go Shoe, Aaron uh, Carson Wentz. We don't like you. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.